We turn now to Colossians 2, 20-23, and finish chapter 2. If with Christ you died to the elemental principles of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings? These have, indeed, an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. So, Father, as we try to understand this text and how being dead with Christ makes us alive to him, but not to the forces of the world that commend self-religion to us. Help us, I pray, to grasp this, recognize wherever it manifests itself in our experience, so that we are freed from it by holding fast to Christ. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. These elemental principles here, if with Christ you died to the elemental principles we've seen before in chapter 2, verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental principles of the world, and not according to Christ. These are two great alternatives. You can live by these rules that you are running into in this self-religion that worships angels, or you can live by Christ. So he's back here now speaking of these elemental principles, and I believe they refer right here to these rules. This, this word stoicheia, which is sometimes translated elemental spirits, it just means the basic fundamentals of any subject. If it's cosmological beings, then it's going to be elemental spirits. If it's religion, it could be just elemental principles, which is what I think it is here. It's the ABCs of the basic world religions. The elemental principles of the world. Why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? These regulations, I think, are these elemental principles. You do not try to run your life, lead your life, get right with God by not handling, not tasting, not touching. And he says, if you've died with Christ, how in the world are you doing that? Because to die with Christ, and that's what we saw back here in 2.12, right? You have been buried with him in baptism in which you were raised with him through faith. So by faith expressed in the immersion and coming out of the water, we have died with Christ. And that death here now is applied to the fact you're not alive in the world, not meaning we're not in the world, but meaning we are dead to the fundamental things of the world, like a religion that says, don't handle, don't taste, don't touch, a self-made religion. So that's, that's the issue here. What is going on? Don't you realize that you have died with Christ? He's going to say this in the very next paragraph. You have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. 
When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. So the point of dying with Christ is that sinful earthliness, that which makes the world or the earth anti-Christ, competing with Christ, we die to all of that. And this particular focus is the self-religion of do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. So what, what does he do then to dissuade them from acting as though they hadn't died with Christ? What he does is give five weaknesses of these elemental principles, these regulations, these human precepts, these appearances of wisdom, this asceticism, this severity to the body. He gives reasons why that's all so useless. So let's just enumerate them here. One, they are simply of the world, just like we saw back in 2.8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy or empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental principles of the world, and not Christ. So the world is where these principles are coming from. They are in the world, and you have died to the world in that sense. You've been transferred, and you are with Christ in seven. You, in heaven. You can't live by a world-made religion. That's number one. Number two, they are simply perishable as they are used. In other words, they don't have any significance. They don't have any substance. They don't have any abiding value. And you're tuning, turning them into the means by which you relate to God. Number three, they are merely human, human precepts, human teachings, like he said back here, human tradition in 2.8. They don't have any divine warrant. They don't have any divine authority. They are being made up, which leads now to the next one. So four, they have an appearance of wisdom. Humans can give the appearance of wisdom. And that wisdom is found in asceticism, severity to the body. There are lots of religions that have asceticism and severity to the body, and they, they look like wise religions. Wow, if you can have self-control to uh, put down your appetites for food and drink and sex and, and other world pleasures that God created for us to use, then you look like a wise and mature person. But his point is, it's just an appearance because what it is is self-made religion. It looks wise. It looks like you've got control. But this is, and the word here is really interesting. Self-made is kind of a paraphrase. It's just self-religion. And I think it's self, it's from self. And it's by self. This is a religion that you made up. It's human precepts, and it's a religion you're going to perform. You're going to do this. 
which is why the fifth point is so crucial. This self-made religion, which involves all these rules that you're going to keep with severity to the body, they're not going to work. They are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh, because the flesh, remember, is not just skin, and it's not just appetite. It is a deeper sinful rebelliousness than that, which means that ascetics, these folks right here, who are succeeding in being hard on their body, they are as likely prone to boast, which is a fleshly activity. They are as likely prone to boast in their victories as gluttons are to idolize their appetites. So Paul is pointing out here, you can, you can be a victim of the flesh. You can be a lackey of the flesh, not only by being a glutton who has made his appetites his god, but you can be in the sway of the flesh as an ascetic as you boast in your triumphs over your body. And in both cases, you've, you've been defeated because Christ is not your God. You have replaced world religion or self-made religion, and you are not living according to Christ. So that's the point, I think, of this whole last three sections we looked at, that the whole point is to realize that because of what Christ did on the cross, and in his resurrection, you have died with him, you have been raised with him, and he now is the substance. He is the reality and everything else that's summed up in this self-religion is useless. Therefore, avoid world religion, avoid self-religion and lean wholly on Christ.